Solar, and Blue Ridge Electric Co-op members get an additional cash rebate. What are you waiting for? It doesn't take an engineer to understand geothermal is the best and least expensive way to heat and cool your home. It's like putting money in the bank. Learn more at ClemsonGeo.com. From the Liberty Bridge in Falls Park to the top row in Memorial Stadium, we are your home for sports across the upstate. 105.5 and 97.5. We are the Roar. Two of the program out of bounds. William Plugamush, Ben Milstead live inside the Upcountry Fiber Studios. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. Just want to double check and make sure everybody's aware that uh, Darius Rucker is playing in Anderson. Just, just want to, just want to make sure. I know we've been saying a lot about this, but uh, if you're unfamiliar. It is the Southern Fried Circuit Charity Concert presented by Upcountry Fiber at the Anderson Civic Center July 28th. Enjoy the concert and give back to local upstate charities all at the same time. Go to southernfriedcircuit.com. That's southernfriedcircuit.com to buy those tickets today. Limited selection, very limited. Go ahead and get those tickets. Don't wait till the summer. Don't wait until May. Just go ahead and get them in right now. Just so you've got your seat at the Southern Fried Circuit Charity Concert with Darius Riker on July 28th, presented by Country Fiber at the Anderson Civic Center. I'll be there. Can't it's, wait. And look, it's going to be a great time. There's no question. No doubt about it. Riker hey, puts on a great show. Um, look, there were several things that I had planned on going into about the net, but I, I know Brad and John hit a whole lot of that today, so I don't, I don't want to wear people out with it. But there's a couple of relevant things that happened last night. One, and when we just had a just had a texter during the break asking what Clemson's net is now, they moved up to 75th. They moved up to 75th, though. I would argue, not necessarily because they destroyed Syracuse last night. They moved up to 75th because of what happened elsewhere in the country, mainly. The fact that South Carolina played Alabama last night. Uh, and I want to talk about that game. That was a good game. I watched the whole second half in the overtime. But South Carolina lost the game. So how does that help? Well, by just playing Alabama, South Carolina's net in, improved. And they moved to, like, what, 240 they moved to 230, so they, they bumped up 12 spots last okay. night. And which means that they are no longer a quad four loss for Clemson. They're now a quad three loss for Clemson. Well, Clemson moves up to 75, which makes them... So if you beat Clemson at Little John, Clemson is now a quad one win for you. That's right. Miami being one of those teams. Duke... Uh, or not Duke, but Miami beat Clemson. Clemson is now a quad one win for Miami. Miami goes up four spots overnight. That let let wrap your mind around this. Miami went up four spots overnight because Clemson played South Carolina, who played Alabama. 
because Alabama is good at basketball, Miami went up four spots. Three levels of separation there, but yet the net inf- impacted Miami just because two teams played. <laughs> who Miami's not playing either one of those teams all year long. That's 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 the world we live in. It is the world that we live in. And again, you know, Jim Bayheim spoke to that after the game and basically said, you know, it sucks, but you know, it's, it's what it is. Uh, you know, it's just the system. Steve Forbes called it better. stupid. I mean, yeah, like every coach is doing this routine. And I, I, I do want to say this because I don't think it's quite – I don't think it's quite enough just to say that by showing up, because I do think if South Carolina lost by 30, that the move would be negligible. Not that they wouldn't move mm-hmm. up, but they moved up as many spots as they did because of how they played. Yeah, but see, that's the thing. We don't know that. We, we don't know. We, we don't know the formula, but we also know that to be true because Clemson went up after beating the brakes off of Florida State when we all thought they would drop. That's right. So, and I, I'm looking at some other metrics. The... Um, in fact, if you want to just, you know what, I'm not even going to say that because I, I don't even think these are that nerdy anymore. The ELO rating that I've, I, it's attempts to put teams on a plane, develop for chess. I've talked about this before. Uh, Clemson was 68 before the game last night. This morning, they're 59. So they moved up nine spots there. That's more how you play. That has almost nothing to do with the types of teams that you're playing. And then Ken Palm had Clemson at 83 and bumped them up to 79. So, Clemson did get a little bump from Syracuse, but that does not explain the entirety of a 7-8 spot jump to 75. And it it is it, it does involve South Carolina moving up a tax bracket, so to speak, right. into a quad three situation for Clemson. Yeah, and so, I mean, just a week or two ago, Clemson had, well, after the Louisville loss, they were 6-4. and four. Or, or maybe maybe one of those had already come off. Regardless, at, at one point it looked like they were going. They had four quad four losses, and now now they sit at eight and two in quads. Now those teams are still. The, the weird part is those quad four teams are still losing, but they're just losing to better teams. That's the the flaw in the whole system. South Carolina will continue to go up because they play Tennessee next, who is really high. Clemson, now, you're also going to get the benefit of that from a Clemson perspective in the next two games because you're playing NC State and Virginia who are both high RPI t- or high net teams. So really, no matter – from a net standpoint, you're going to go up either way. We all know that you need to win at least one of those games, though. I mean, that – you know, or – your net ranking, I don't think it's going to matter at all, right? That's that right. That's right. It, it won't matter. Um, another team that really helped Clemson last night is Boston College. The combination of South Carolina and Boston, because BC, now granted, Clemson's going to play Virginia, but as of right now, Clemson has played Boston College once and Virginia none. So the only team that matters for Clemson would be BC last night. And at the moment, Boston College jumped up 17 spots in the net. Yeah, from 184 to 167, beating Virginia at home last night. Yeah, I was going to say in case you in case you missed it, uh, Boston College beat Virginia, and I'm I was having to watch it, just watch the score. I believe they led wire to wire. I think it was a wire. To, I mean, they were up seven and a half and built it. Um, the Boston College loss 
you know, is feeling a little more understandable now because Boston College is quietly playing pretty good here at the end of the year. Meanwhile, Virginia has quietly not been good the last couple of weeks. Uh, I mean, they they beat Notre Dame by two. They beat Louisville by three. They went to overtime with Duke and won by seven. Uh, you mean Louisville and Notre Dame, we all know where they are in the standings, and those were both games they were fortunate to win. I mean, really fortunate to win. Uh, so Virginia is... You know, now I fully expect that to be the wake-up call for them. But they, they have North Carolina this weekend. So they better wake up in a hurry. Speaking of North Carolina, another game that caught my attention last night, Notre Dame was so close to knocking off North Carolina. That was <sighs> late. Notre Dame, let, let me just tell you this. You can tell a team that hasn't had a lot of success, and especially a team that hasn't had a lot of success in close games, that becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy where you assume that it's going to come back around. Notre Dame's been dreadful in like three, four, five-point games or less. I mean, just just dread like one and eight in ACC players, something ridiculous, one and seven. Ben, they could not have defended any better in the last two minutes of the game, I don't think. They missed a box out. They Leaky Black got hung on the rim, and they knocked the rebound out of bounds. They couldn't catch a rebound and knocked it out of bounds. It's almost like because they lost these other games, they lost last night. And North Carolina, if if you lose that game last night on the road, which they very easily could have done, if you lose that one, your goose is cooked, man. I'm not sure UNC is recovering from that. Again, with a caveat that they have a couple, well, with Virginia, Virginia right now is 21 in the net. That's still a quad one to play them at home. But, you you know, you, you maybe don't want to – you don't want to mess with that. Um, that could very easily be a quad two if they continue to fade a bit. And then they've got Duke at home at the end of the year, which, I mean, that's another one. At, uh, Duke right now is at 30 in the net. That's a borderline quad one at the moment. So, North Carolina, if they had lost that last night, that would, that would be six losses in seven games with – probably, well, two max, but probably one quad one opportunity in the regular season and no quad one wins. That was a must win. And they, they made, I mean, they won by four. They made the free throws. Caleb Love uh, did a good job at the line down the stretch. But that did not inspire a lot of confidence for me in North Carolina watching them in South Bend last night. Let me tell you something. I was watching North Carolina Twitter, and it was more entertaining than the game itself last night. It, we were in flat-out meltdown mode. Because Notre Dame led a good part of the second half and really had, uh, you know, had it felt like they were a possession or two away from putting them away. North Carolina's credit, though, they came back and and won the game, but it wasn't easy. And Quack, I'm sitting there last night watching North Carolina Notre Dame on one channel and Alabama South Carolina on the other channel. And for a moment there, it felt like South Carolina and Notre Dame were both doing the Lord's work. I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean, it did. It, you know <laughs> something? Like, Wait a minute. What am I doing? I'm sitting here kind of with a rooting interest for Notre Dame and South Carolina. It was a weird position to be in. Yeah. Although, I mean, 
I think I think Alabama is a team you can root against right now, regardless of mm-hmm. opponent, um, just because of what's going on there. I know I listened to um, I listened to some of Greg Burns' comments with Reese Davis and Pete Thamel on their podcast. Uh, I listened to some of that yesterday, and I'm going to go back and listen to the, all of his statements. I'm I'm still not convinced that there's no team rule violated there, or there's no personal conduct issue there that would have necessitated Brandon Miller miss a game somewhere. His, I just can't imagine that's the case. His comments yesterday did not match what was written by multiple outlets talking about what had been released in the trial or in discovery. Uh, it, it didn't match, so I'm I'm confused about all that. Now, what I do know is Brandon Miller played – like a first round draft pick last I mean like the number one draft pick last night. Uh he played sensational. And no matter what happened off the court, you know he was distracted or should have been distracted. Honestly, that, I hope he was distracted. Well I do. He forgot about it for uh for that game last night because he he was sensational and had he not played I mean, South Carolina runs away with that one. South Carolina played a very good game. That that's will get lost in that. He, they took Alabama to overtime and lost by two. I thought Alabama. I mean, the South Carolina played a really good game. What what is what is the deal with Gigi Jackson? I, I've just watched him in snippets the last couple of weeks. It. I mean, he had 19 points. They had a good game, but is he part of that team? Okay, I mean, what? It doesn't look like he's being coached or listening to coach. He's. It's like there's four guys and Gigi just doing his own thing. Well, I think that's. I think that's basically how they have to play right now because Gigi is going to do his own thing. And honestly, the alternative is not particularly sexy. If you're Lamont Paris, it's not going to give you a great chance to win. Gigi Jackson, you look at his line last night. He had 42 points. He took 20 shots, had 19 points. Or excuse me, played 42 minutes. 20 shots, 19 points, had five turnovers. Okay. Rest of the team had six turnovers. They had two more in double figures in uh, Johnson and Wright. Wright hit a huge shot at the end of regulation that gave them a chance to win. And then Alabama came down with, uh, with Miller just driving the lane, laying it up, and sending them to overtime. And one of those turnovers was late in the game that he just, for... He's got multiple guys to pass the ball to, and he decides to do a cross-court pass, and he passed it to the score. Yes, yes. Here's what I think about Gigi Jackson, okay? And this, honestly, let's take a break. I want to take a break because I want to dive into this, and I want to try to go backwards into some things that we got to understand about the situation if we're going to, you know, pass judgment. And I think we should pass judgment on it to a certain degree. 654 is the number if you want to join us on the phones or on the Adams & Co. Roofing text line. Hour two continues. We're talking more college hoops after this. Save up to 50% on a hot tub or swim spa at the Hot Tub and Swim Spa Blowout Expo this weekend at the Garrison Expo Center at Clemson University. Browse the largest display of hot tubs and swim spas in the region from five major brands at up to 50% off. See swim spas in action offering exercise, therapy, and fun all year long. Over 30 spas will be on display and immediate delivery is available. Show admission and parking are free. That's the Hot Tub and Swim Spa Blowout Expo this weekend at the Garrison Expo Center at Clemson University. Visit hottubshow.com. That's hottubshow.com. 
It's moving day, and Tiger Moving Company is here to help. Skip the headache. Hire the professionals with the right tools for your move. They're a clean-cut and reliable team, pack and assemble furniture seamlessly. So all you have to do is make yourself at home. To top this all off, they even start and stop the clock at your house, charging you a flat hourly rate. No rounding up. Call today at 908-9028 or email tigermoving at gmail.com to make your next move with Tiger Moving Company. I'm Eddie Bennett. Bennett Equipment has helped build the upstate for the last 23 years by renting and selling construction equipment. And when it comes to compact equipment, the best in the industry is Takeuchi. The lineup of track skid steer loaders, excavators, wheel loaders, and hundreds of attachments make the choice easy. So come and see why so many choose to buy it or rent it from Bennett and experience the Takeuchi difference in the upstate, western North Carolina, and North Georgia. Buying a newer pre-owned vehicle can be a challenging task. The George Coleman Ford team strives to change that. Perhaps that's why their online reviews and multiple Ford President's Awards speak volumes. And with new inventory arriving monthly, you can find the vehicle you've been looking for or have George Coleman Ford order one for you. Never any hidden fees or phantom charges at George Coleman Ford. Plain and simple, old-fashioned, honest business. The best is found in Traveler's Rest. George Coleman Ford. What if there was a paint that made you look at paint differently? One that completely rewrote paint's genetic code so it can strengthen any color. What if it's built with better ingredients? Even given superpowers. Since Benjamin Moore reinvented the way paint is made, it makes you wonder, is it still paint? Benjamin Moore, paint like no other. The Carter Color Company, 1067 Tiger Boulevard, Clemson. Your independent local Benjamin Moore paint retailer. Golf Cart Service has been serving the upstate for the past 50 years. An authorized club car dealer, they service over 30 golf courses in the upstate. With their service truck, they come to your business to care for your single cart or your fleet. You can learn more about our services on our website, golfcartsc.com. We're located at the intersection of Highway 221 and Highway 295 in Spartanburg. Call us at 864 575 44616 today. Mention the roar, save $50 on a service call. Join us every Monday night for Tiger Calls with Clemson head basketball coach Brad Brownell. It's your chance to get in and talk to Coach. Each week, Coach and Don Munson bring you everything you need to know about Clemson basketball. That's Monday nights from 7 to 8 p.m. Still overpaying for a razor? In this economy? Gross. At Dollar Shave Club, you can get a top shelf shave at a regular shelf price. We've been hawking shaving products for years online, and we're excited to bring you the same great quality and low prices at a store near you. From high-quality stainless steel blades to super smooth shave creams, Dollar Shave Club's in the business of making your shave easier. Find Dollar Shave Club in the men's razor aisle. Getting your Dollar Shave Club razor wherever you want. Isn't that great? Broadcasting live from the Upcountry Fiber Studios, this is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. This is The Roar, the home for everyone good enough to make varsity. 105.5 and 97.5 FM, where every day is game day. Why did you just turn your hat sideways? I involuntary. 
You didn't even know you did it. I didn't even know I did it. That was awesome. Man. That'll get you right there. There's no... And you know what? The, the Super Bowl halftime show really just solidified this for me last year. That there's... No, like, that was before I listened to hip-hop. But you just... You learned that that gets your attention. That tag at the start... Yeah. ...gets your attention. And so... It got my attention. Um, we continue on in hour two. We're talking Gigi Jackson. I, you know, there there were times last night when I felt sorry for him to some degree. And I really feel sorry for him generally because he's on a bad basketball team. As a reclassified player, keep in mind, this is a guy who should be in high school. He could be a freshman in college or, you know, a, a rookie in the G League next year could have been. But instead, he reclassified and signed with South Carolina as what should be a high school senior. He is also the most talented player on his basketball team. I would argue that I'm not sure he fixes a lot with North Carolina, but it certainly would help North Carolina to have that piece at the four, especially when Pete Nance got hurt. You feel like having him on the floor would be good. Now, again, maybe there's some maturity and, and chemistry issues with North Carolina. Maybe that doesn't help. But I think having him as one of several pieces as opposed to the man or the the young man, I don't I don't really know what to say because he didn't he doesn't, you know, he doesn't seem like an adult out there. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know a, a charitable way to say that, but well, I don't mean it horrible. I'm just saying he's he's young even for phenom freshmen. We were talking about it before the show today, and I told you he's 18 in a 25-year-old's body, but he acts like he's 14. And I have to remind myself that he is supposed to be in high school still. He he is acting like that, and I I shouldn't be surprised, and I shouldn't hold it against him because I have to remind myself that he's a young player. And that is the that is the thing. Sometimes when you watch, when you see basketball players, they are so large. <laughs> and Gigi Jackson is is uber talented. I mean, he's raw in a lot of areas, but he, you see the talent. He's because he looks older. It's easy to forget that he's not older. It's not just him. There's a lot of players that way. You forget that they're they're still kids. In his case he kind of has the emotional maturity of a young person because he is a young person. Right. And I, I, I really don't mean that as a critic. I'm almost coaching myself. Like, don't be so hard on the kid because he is just that a kid. Well, but, and I, you know what? I, I'm conflicted on this element of it. I, I believe that when you start to, enter into adult situations, the expectation is that you carry yourself with a different level of experience. Like, I'll give you a, a great for instance, okay? If you are a child prodigy academically and you decide to enroll in college at 14, you're expected to act like the other freshmen. Mm -hmm. I, like, if, if you didn't want to act like the other college freshmen, then you could go about your academic pursuits just like everybody your age. But when you play up, when you're enrolling up, when you're doing things that most people your age should not be doing, we don't lower the bar for you. 
we don't we don't give you now we we might understand we might give context to your situation but the expectation is you have to handle some things that college athletes have to handle that most people your age don't have to handle because they're still in high school you still have to handle those things you can't handle like a high school phenom level of stuff when you're playing college basketball when millions of people are watching your games on TV and when uh, you know uh Thousands and thousands of people are watching your games and you have national notoriety and NIL deals and all that stuff. You can't continue to behave like a child. Now, we see adults behave like children, too. So I don't I don't want to act like Gigi Jackson's the only immature one. Everybody else is totally, uh, totally mature. But I do think we need that context when you consider the fullness of his situation and when you consider the Instagram live where he's really going in on his coaches can't do that. You got to behave yeah. at a certain level of maturity and professionalism, whatever. When you're a college athlete, you just can't do that. And there was some of that even going on on the court last night. He's uh, he he and teammates are yelling back and forth at each other. Um, all I know is that Jackson and Brandon Miller, when they were paired up, you could see that's a future NBA. You know, those two future NBA guys playing against each other. But I will say, I agree. With the caveat that one of those guys is more ready for the NBA than the other one. And I'm not just oh, yeah. looking at output there. I'm talking about when Miller is guarding Jackson or when, like, I'll even use Noah Clowney, the freshman from Dorman, who's at Alabama, as an example of this. When, when those guys were marking him or when you see those guys on the offensive end, there is a physical maturity to those guys that Jackson doesn't have because he's not their age, because he's got a year to catch up to them. There, there was an ability to physically maneuver where you wanted to go in terms of explosiveness, in terms of just physical prowess, upper body strength. Miller has it. Clowney has it to a certain degree, although not quite as much as Miller, even though Clowney is heavier technically than Miller. I think Miller just has a knack for being able to get where he needs to go and Gigi Jackson doesn't have that yet. It is a great lesson that not all five stars, not all one and dones, not all teenage stars are built the same. And I, I thought, I'm with you, Ben. I thought he got frustrated because he could not get where he wanted to go with the basketball a lot last night. And South Carolina really needed him to because they had guys who were playing efficient games. They had guys who looked pretty good, uh, you know, at, at certain points offensively. Mm-hmm. And, like, Michi Johnson took 18 shots and made seven, but four of those were threes. He had four assists to one turnover. He took care of the ball at 18 points. Jackson took 20 shots, a lot of low-percentage shots, mid-range shots, things like that, difficult shots that he wasn't able to make. And as you said, the body language reflected somebody who was a little bit immature. He's still dealing with that at the college level. He's going to enter the NBA draft, right? Yes. Yes. I'd be shocked if he didn't. Yeah, I would too. He's going to enter the NBA draft. Um but he's also somebody he really could he really could benefit from another year in college. Probably not at South Carolina if you're being honest. But to, yeah, I agree with you. He's he's going to go into the draft and he could stay and go and be drafted a lot higher but the fact that he is so young will be a will be a positive 
I mean, NBA scouts are going to explain away a lot of that stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, they're like, well, he's going to grow up. He's going to be more mature. He's going to play more inside the framework of a team at some point. Um, we're going to go ahead and get him young and help him get to that point. Yeah, 100%. Because they're going to get him at the same age as taking somebody straight out of high school. Yes, for sure. And you know what? That's That was all part of the plan. Right. That was all part of the plan with him. And I... I, I say all of that sort of critical stuff to say that I, I do feel badly for him because I don't think anybody involved thought that he would be playing on a roster this poor, a team that was achieving this little uh, this season, where like one of their better performances is barely losing to a team like Alabama. I don't think Lamont Paris thought that when he brought him in, although I don't think he had any, you know, I don't think he had any illusions of grandeur with the roster that he had. I think he would agree that maybe he felt that Gigi Jackson would be the centerpiece of what they did. You know, um, every single long, athletic, one-and-done player gets compared to maybe Kevin Durant. He's not Kevin Durant. Brandon Miller's not Kevin Durant, but he's a lot closer. And it is a cautionary tale that when you bring in a one-and-done, I've said this many times, you can go back to uh, who was the kid that was at Marquette, I mean, you can, you can look at the one-and-dones that go kind of weird places that you know are one-and-dones. Nine times out of ten, those guys are going into a situation that is just not set up for their success. One thing that I appreciate about Duke, even as Duke is now pivoting to an older roster, I think more or less, uh, not this year, but we've seen Duke's older rosters have done a little better um, recently especially with the portal, bring guys in. They are trying now to, um, to set themselves up from a roster construction standpoint to have some sort of leadership every year. What stacking, excuse me, stacking one and dones is not going to work anymore because too many rosters are too old. If you want to be good perpetually in college basketball, you got to be old perpetually in college basketball. You teams that go to the final four will not be marked by youth. They won't. It'll be older teams. There will be some team that gets there basically because they're older and because there's some continuity and maybe a transfer piece or two. And the teams that are are marked, but there's a reason that Duke and Kentucky and some other teams are sort of trying to steer away from filling a roster with one and dones. It doesn't work anymore. I'm not sure anybody has a great system of one and dones at the moment, but what they do have is those programs are a better landing spot for a one-and-done to develop and become part of a whole. Whereas a place like South Carolina, you don't really have anything that that, that, that freshman is joining. Yeah, well... You, know, you see what I'm saying on that? Yeah. I mean, they, they had success that way at Duke because of Coach K, though, not necessarily because of anything else. Because you knew that if you were going to play for K... He demanded respect, and he demanded you play inside his system. And I think he was really honest about that with recruits when he brought guys in. He had he he had experience with the one and dones, and you know he he knew they had to buy in really fast and become part of the team. When you have the outlier one and dones like a Gigi Jackson, there's no infrastructure there for that. There's there's no. There's nothing around that player that says, this is how we handle this situation. Now, don't get me wrong. Everybody in the nation would take Jackson. I mean, you, you figure out a way to make it work. Right. 
But, you know, Kentucky has had some success with that. I mean, you know, Duke does at times because they, they kind of know how to handle it. I don't know. Now Duke turns the page to John Shire. You do wonder if that continues. My, my hunch is there be, will become more of a mix between, you know, some veteran players and 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 the one and dones. I mean, you know, like Filipowski needs Jeremy Roach on that team, right? Yes. Yes, I think so. Well, and I think we saw that with Duke this year. And Roach is not – he's not 24. Uh, by the way, speaking of that, have you seen the comparison that they did the other night between Pitt's starting lineup and the Oklahoma City Thunders lineup? From an age standpoint? Where the, the average age of Pitt <laughs> starters is older than the average age of the Thunder starters. That's crazy. Which is absolutely mind-boggling. But that, that goes directly to your point, though, I think. Um, when, when you start talking about value in the context of college basketball – I think having a veteran point guard helps, or a point guard that plays like a veteran helps. I think having experience around a talented rookie or a talented rookie class is good. I mean, one thing, Alabama didn't just get good because Brandon Miller showed up. They were very good last year. They had a couple guys who started for them last year, played big minutes last year, that have taken reduced roles because of a couple of these really talented freshmen. The one guard um, that played a bunch last night, Clowney and... Uh, and, and and also uh, Miller. Those guys are all sort of integrating into something where, you know, all the pieces were there already. I'll give this example. This is not a, it's not a great example, I don't think, but it, it fits in my brain. Trevor Lawrence in 2018. A lot of people think Trevor Lawrence was the missing piece to Clemson winning a national championship in 2018 and Davos Sweeney making the quarterback change was the catalyst there. That's true, but... Sometimes we can talk about like that, like he was the piece, like the one piece that Clemson had that took him to a national championship or like the, the catalyst. I would argue that Clemson checked every other box before it checked quarterback that year. And they took care of everything around that star to make them successful. Alabama is a, they're not an old team per se, but they have older players that are certainly capable of doing a heck of a lot to help out the freshmen. Their average minute played is by a player that's midway between a freshman and a sophomore. Like 1.52 years of experience in the average minute played by Alabama. That's bottom third of the country, but Quinterly, the point guard, is a senior off the bench. Uh, Sears, the starting point guard, is a junior. They have Noah Gurley who comes off the bench and plays a, a good amount. They have... Uh, Pringle and Burnett and Bidiaco, the seven-footer. Those are all returners for them. It's not just the freshman class that is leading them to this point where, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're having a, you know, they're having a surge this year. That's a team that returned a lot, that showed that they could do a lot with, uh, with, with young players, but they didn't neglect getting older just to add young players, if that makes sense. And I think South Carolina, they couldn't, they didn't have a choice because they're rebuilding an entire roster on the fly. But if Gigi Jackson or a player like Gigi Jackson comes to South Carolina in maybe three years, it might be a different program in terms of their ability to take him and boost him and grow him and then win with him. And I just think that leads to Gigi Jackson's frustration that the players around him can't help him in his moments where he's 
reminded of his immaturity the most. Let's take a break. and we come back, Brian Edwards is going to join us from VegasInsider.com. He's got some winners in college basketball. Stay with us. Hour 2 continues next. Save up to 50% on a hot tub or swim spa at the Hot Tub and Swim Spa Blowout Expo this weekend at the Garrison Expo Center at Clemson University. Browse the largest display of hot tubs and swim spas in the region from five major brands at up to 50% off. See swim spas in action offering exercise, therapy, and fun all year long. Over 30 spas will be on display and immediate delivery is available. Show admission and parking are free. That's the Hot Tub and Swim Spa Blowout Expo this weekend at the Garrison Expo Center at Clemson University. Visit hottubshow.com. That's hottubshow.com. Race for the Green Date is getting closer. It's March 11th. If you want to go ahead and sign up, you can do that. Sign up today while we still have some openings that guarantee you a T-shirt and a great swag bag. RunSignUp.com. We've got a fun run for the kids, 12 and under. Goes start at 8 o'clock. 5K starts right after that. You can walk that. And several people have said they want to walk the 5K. You can do that. Half marathon starts right after that. And remember, there's a four-hour time limit on that. Party starts at 8 o'clock. Julian Davis is going to roll up and give away a great prize for the best dress St. Patrick's Day theme, music, live DJ, drawings for a beautiful emerald necklace from Bradley's Jewelers, great swag every year, trucker's hat, race shirt, sesquicentennial medal just for completing any of the races, cash prizes, you'll need to check the website for more information on that, great giveaways for placing in your age division. I'd like to thank some sponsors, Upstate Medical Associates, 313 Cafe, where we do the package pickup, and Santee Cooper. You want to know more, Seneca SC events or the website at www.sc.com. If you are looking for first-class service, consider First Class Halt. Here at First Class Halt, our technicians are not paid by commission. All this does is promote unnecessary repairs and dollars being spent by you. We pride ourselves on being honest. We will never sell you a service that doesn't need to be done, and no surprises. All prices must be approved by you before work is done. Come see what First Class Service really means. First Class Halt. Located in Anderson and Greenville. This is Jared Burton on behalf of Burton Properties. My family owns and manages over 800 one- and two-bedroom apartments in the Clemson area. With safe and comfortable living, along with a friendly staff, Burton Properties can accommodate your apartment needs. You can visit the website at clemsonapartments.com or call one of our office numbers at either 653-7717 or 654-1130. Once again, that's Burton Properties, your friendly apartment leader in the Clemson area. The Bojangles back at Bojangles, and it's dusted with Bo's famous seasoning. Hook one while you can. Uncompromising quality, reliability, comfort, and safety. Toyota trucks, SUVs, and cars deliver those attributes, and you'll find them at South Carolina's oldest Toyota dealer, Ralph Hayes Toyota. Whether it's a pre-owned or new Toyota, Ralph Hayes Toyota delivers the goods. Built on their over 70 years as a family-owned dealership, see the -the state-of-the-art Ralph Hayes Toyota pre-owned store, as well as the flagship store in Anderson on Clemson Boulevard. Ralph Hayes Toyota. What's under your home can get into your home. A sealed crawl space keeps out moisture, mold, and pests. Canty Foundation Specialist is your local trusted expert in crawl space sealing. Call us today for your free estimate. Canty can fix it. Call the local experts for a free estimate. Call Canty Foundation Specialist at 864-403-5263 and ask about transferable warranties and available financing. 
That's 864-403-5263 or online at cantycanfixit.com. Kitchens are the heart of the home. It's the one place for the family team huddle and entertainment headquarters, the children's art museum, and most important of all, a place to enjoy good food with family and friends. That's why a kitchen not only should be stylish, but comfortable and functional. Linden Design is a full-service design studio that specializes in kitchen remodels. Their Spartanburg showroom has kitchen cabinets, lighting, and flooring to create a beautiful space. Call 864-494-4317 to schedule your consultation or visit their location at 101 Chester Street in Spartanburg. Here at The Roar, every day is game day. We are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Continues out of bounds. William Parkhamish, Ben Milstead. You know, uh, Ben, with Brian Edwards coming on, I feel it's appropriate to point out that I did go two and one against the number last night. And I did nail Maryland minus 15 and a half. Again, Minnesota is the Louisville of the Big Ten. Uh, they just play teams with better nets. And uh, I'm not talking about uh, nets in the gym either. And uh, Kentucky minus two and a half at Florida. I told you, she might not going two for 14 the next time. And so they uh, dispatched to Florida. I did miss Providence. I was I, I felt good about Providence, and UConn kind of blew them out late. So I'm glad I stayed away. I, didn't, do that. I didn't see anything I liked. Uh, are you sad that you didn't take the points with BC? Did Was that you, or did I talk to somebody else about being nervous about BC last night? Oh, no, that was us. Okay, I yeah, thought so. Yeah, I, I, I am. That would have been the one. That would have been the one. Yeah, because it, man, you could see that coming with Virginia. And Boston College is playing better. Hey, uh, Virginia and Tennessee, sometimes they're going to average a point a minute. What are you going to do? Let's go to Brian Edwards, who joins us uh, each and every Thursday, VegasInsider.com, senior handicapper. He is at VegasBEdwards on Twitter. Check him out, BrianEdwardsSports.com and MajorWager.com as well. Brian, what's up, man? What's happening? Um, speaking of the, the Wahoos, uh, they are really struggling. I know North Carolina is struggling too, but not so much at home. I think North Carolina, if they're if they're four or fewer on Saturday at home to Virginia, uh, I will like Carolina. They might be they might be less than four. That would be I'll tell you what that would be big for them because they, that'd be the first quad one win. And they need that. There's a little bit of uh, maybe a little desperation on their side there. Uh, let me let me ask you this. Is Virginia, the way they're playing right now, is that an automatic fade for you? Uh, a team like that that you know has trouble scoring anyway, that's just not going great, is that a team that you're going to fade until they prove you wrong? You know, I haven't really had a lot of their games this year, which is unusual because I usually bet a lot of their unders. Um, but I haven't watched them a whole lot, um, so I'm, I'm not in like any auto fade mode on, on Virginia yet. But obviously, um, last night was a struggle. But maybe we should give BC a little credit; they have played um, pretty good here the last uh, few weeks. I think it's just more of a North, North Carolina being at home thing. Um, and by the way, they're not a little bit of desperation. North Carolina better be a lot of desperation. And if they don't win the, against Virginia, they're definitely not getting an at-large. And they still might need to get all the way, you know, win out and get to the ACC tournament, maybe even the, all the way to the finals. Uh, we'll, we'll see. They're, you know, like you said, they don't have any quad one wins. 
Uh, let's uh, let's start in college basketball uh, since we're we're on it already. Uh, I saw some of your numbers on Northwestern, and I love this play tonight as they are getting points on the road at Illinois. Yeah, I mean, so the leading scorer for Illinois, Terrence Shannon, the transfer from Texas Tech, um, he's missed the last two games with a concussion, and he's questionable. The the line seems to indicate he's going to play, um, but I watched Underwood's media scrum yesterday, and he but he could be playing coy. But you know, he said there's no update; he's still day to day. But yeah, th- so those numbers that you mentioned. So Northwestern has an underdog nine and four against the spread, eight outright wins on the road. They're one of the few teams in the Big Ten that has had success on the road this year, six and two, both straight up and against the spread. And regardless of the venue. Uh, they've won five in a row, both uh, straight up in ATS and eight of ten. They're on fire right now, and I will gladly take them uh, five and a half at last look, but I haven't looked in an hour or two. All right, I, I love that, and in fact, uh, I'll probably take that as well because Northwestern's playing great right now. Uh, that's just a that's a super looking basketball team that's peaking at the right time. Uh, Clemson fan is going to like this, and I have been in full fledged fade Ohio State mode. They've covered like once since Christmas. It's unbelievable, and they are favored at home against Penn State. And you like the Nittany Lions? I do. Now, Penn State has not been very good on the road, but like I just uh, noted, nobody in the Big Ten outside of Northwestern really uh, has been very good on, on the road. Um, but but still, I mean, look, we can get Penn State getting points. They they have won back-to-back games. Um, and, you know, like you said, Ohio State's lost eight in a row, both uh, straight up in ATS and 13 of 14. I mean, they got one victory um, since uh, – well, they got a they got a win on New Year's Day, but since then they've only had one win. And one of their best players, Zed Key, uh, uh, Holtman uh, announced yesterday that he's going to have season-ending shoulder surgery. He averages ten point eight points, seven point five rebounds, one block shot uh, per game, and he, he shoots fifty four point seven percent from the field. So I'll take the points with uh, Penn State. Visiting with Brian Edwards. He's at Vegas B. Edwards on Twitter. Check him out. Uh, BrianEdwardsSports.com, MajorWager.com, and, of course, VegasInsider.com. All right, let's go to the NBA. They are back tonight. Uh, I got to be honest. I was feeling good. I was in a good groove in the NBA, and it got a little off the rails there uh, in the last couple weeks before the All-Star break. Give me a couple. Let's start with Cleveland and Denver tonight. Give me a couple to get back on the horse. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Cavs. Uh, they, they were minus two and a half at last look um, against, yeah, like you said, against Denver. Um, they're 25 and six straight up, 20, 10 and one against the spread at home. And on the flip side, Denver only 14 and 14 straight up, 12 and 16 ATS uh, on the road. Uh, Denver did beat um, Cleveland 121-108 at home. Uh, on January 6th, but Donovan Mitchell did not play in that game. And before the All-Star break, uh, Cleveland was on a seven-game winning streak, uh, but they, they lost their last one at Philly, but no shame in that. But they have won uh, seven of eight, so I'll go, go with the Cavs. And then the last one, uh, it was Sixers minus three at home to the Grizzlies at last look. And Philly, 23-8 and eight straight up, 21-10 and 10 ATS at home. Memphis. It's been bad on the road, 11-17 and 17 straight up, 9-19 and 19, uh, ATS. And before the All-Star break, Sixers won four in a row, but straight up, and it's the spread. And on the flip side, the Grizzlies are 
uh, four and nine straight up in ATS in their last 13. All right, and then finally, one more tonight. Uh, tell me why Philly laying three is a good bet against the Memphis Grizzlies. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah, uh, that, that's what I um, – sorry, Paul, that's, that's the one I just hit on. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. No, you're right about that. You're right you're about good, that. Sorry. I'm yeah. sorry I called you out on it. That's terrible. No, no, no. Show. My bad. No, that's okay. You know what? Honestly, <laughs> honestly, normally I'm checking down the list, and for whatever reason, I didn't check that one, even though I heard you go into it. That's great. You know what? I do want to ask you about this before you let you run. I appreciate you calling me out on it. Um, I, uh, I, I, I do want to ask you about this. We, we totally missed it. Uh, the FanDuel Games of the Year – have you seen the FanDuel college football game? They got like, what, 20 games out? Uh, I know Clemson is yes. uh, minus three against Florida State. Any thoughts on any of those that have come out so far? Yeah, so, you know, I just um, saw them and I tweeted them out and then I had to go on a podcast that I was on for like an hour until like 10 minutes. So I haven't really given them a whole lot of thought, but um, I know my Gators aren't going to be very good unless we just strike gold with a, a, a quarterback that jumps in the portal after spring football, just deciding he wants to be the Gator quarterback. We don't, we don't have a quarterback on the whole campus. So, um, balls minus six and a half. That, that just, that just feels sacrilegious to even say that out loud. Though. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't, Oh no, I, I'm sorry. I do have one walk LSU plus one against FSU. Where are they playing that game? Jacksonville or Orlando? They're playing in Orlando. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so FSU is going to be the off-season sweetheart. Oh, and by the way, Clemson's only minus three at home to FSU. They're going to be the off-season love child, if you will. FSU is going to be on the cover of all the magazines. And look, they are one Jordan Travis injury away from being right back to five and seven or six and six. So LSU plus one. All right, so you like LSU plus one. Let me ask you this. There's early money, it looks like, going toward Florida State in this number because Florida State's already at a minus 115 on FanDuel. If you're a Clemson fan and you like Clemson, you should wait and get a better number on this, right? Huh, that's a good question. Um, well, you know, like I said, FSU's going to be the offseason darling, but, I mean, the number seems to indicate that they already are. So, I don't know. I, I mean... You know, if you like Clemson, I would I wouldn't be scared to go ahead and grab it at minus three, especially half juice at minus one hundred five, or at least that's what it was a couple hours ago. That's right. All right, good stuff. Brian Edwards, boys and girls, giving you winners at VegasInsider.com. Thanks, buddy. Always appreciate it. Uh, we will take your advice as per usual with absolute. Uh, we're we're just banging them all, just banging out the winners, and uh, we take it with absolute credibility. And so uh, we appreciate it. We'll uh, talk again next week. All right, fellas. Y'all have a great weekend. Appreciate it. All right, thanks very much. That's Brian Edwards from VegasInsider.com. I'm not sure I've ever done that. Normally, I notice when he sneaks one in there and I go ahead and check the box. I don't know how I miss that. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how I missed the pivot there. All right, uh, 654 Roy is the number. Ben, have you gotten a chance to look at any of these games of the year? And furthermore, what are your thoughts on Clemson minus three against Florida State? If you're getting minus 105 juice, which means for the people, that means there there has been uh, some movement in terms of the cash flow toward Florida State. And so if you take Clemson at the same number, you get a little better payout right now. What I make of that is Vegas thinks these two teams are even. Uh, 
you know, if you believe that home home field is worth three points, then this team is even. Team is game being played in Death Valley, and I I don't know how much home field matters anymore. I mean, uh, how many points that translates to anymore? But I do think Clemson's got quite a advantage at home. I mean, in the in their record. <laughs> Backs that up at home. If if it's again, if it's me and I'm a Clemson fan and I live in a state where gambling is legal, here's what I'm doing. And you don't? I don't. By the way, North Carolina is uh, about to pass it. Mobile gambling. Are they really? Yep. Oh, great. Wonderful. Um, I I gotta say, I feel like Clemson is getting a little bit shortchanged here. Uh, lest we forget. Clemson dismantled Florida State in two and a half quarters at their place last year. I don't understand. Again, I don't understand. I I get why people are high on Florida State. I don't understand the notion that Florida State is going to be better than Clemson when, and again, like we're, we're, we're literally just looking at the results right now. We're looking at results. It took them fully 60 minutes to beat a decidedly average Florida team. And it took them fully 60 minutes to beat a decidedly average Oklahoma team at the end of the year. Why all of a sudden do we think they're within a field goal of Clemson on the road? And don't give me what happened two years ago either. That's a long way away uh, in Death Valley. That was that was a bad, bad Clemson offense. We know that. I mean, that's true, but it's also true that, I mean, Quack, if we're being honest, Florida State looked better than Clemson did at the end of last year. The difference is you don't expect to see the same Clemson team next year, but you don't have that proof of offense yet. You don't have that proof of performance yet. You kind of do with Florida State. I mean, I know what happened in the in the head-to-head, but I also think, you know, I like I say, if, if you're being honest, Florida State was playing better than Clemson was at the end of the year. I don't disagree, especially rivalry week. Mm-hmm. It's hard to look at the Florida-South Carolina game and then look at the way those two teams played and not conclude that Florida State beat a better team than Clemson lost to. I would also say that minus three right now as an opening line, that kind of makes sense to me because if it's if it's Florida State plus three and it being a home game for Clemson, I mean, the public's going to hammer the Clemson side of that line. Or if it's seven points for Clemson, the public's going to hammer Florida State. I mean, and that's you don't want that. I, I think if you're monitoring this, if you can get Clemson for fewer than three, like if it drops to two and a half at some point, I would say I would say take that. Yeah. At home, mm-hmm. I would say take Clemson minus two and a half um, if you can get it. Now, again, you can't because FanDuel is the only place that has it. The other, the other line of note here before we get to the top of the hour, South Carolina is a one and a half point underdog to North Carolina. I don't know why I thought that would be different. But do you have any thoughts on that? South Carolina being an underdog uh, facing North Carolina on a neutral field. Uh, hmm. I had not seen that. New offensive coordinator. Obviously, Drake May's coming back, but a lot of newness for, uh, for UNC. Bad defense last year. Got to remake the whole secondary. And maybe it's just that South Carolina's gotten so much hype in the last couple months on the recruiting trail and how they finished last season. Maybe I'm making a little too much of that, but I thought I thought South Carolina would be favored in this game. 
I would have thought so too. Yeah, I, w- I would have thought so too. That one's we'll, stuck we'll out keep to me. an eye on that one yeah. because I would imagine that line's going to flip. Uh, also, you heard Brian say LSU plus one against Florida State on a neutral field. I, that's going to be an interesting game because Florida State is going to be the national darling, but LSU is also going to be much improved this year. I think those are going to be evenly matched teams like they were last year, but I think it's going to be a higher level. Yeah, I could be wrong. I think it's going to be a higher level game. I'm excited to see what that line does because I think the favorite could change two or three times in the offseason. I think. So we'll mm-hmm. continue to monitor that. Um, all right, hour two is in the books. In hour three, we've got West Durham. Some of the ACC coaches are mad at the network. We'll discuss that as well. Hour three is next. Stay with us. WCCP FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville Anderson, WAHT AM 1560, Cowpens, 97.5, Spartanburg. We are the Roar. Save up to 50% on a hot tub or swim spa at the Hot Tub and Swim Spa Blowout Expo this weekend at the Garrison Expo Center at Clemson University. Browse the largest display of hot tubs and swim spas in the region from five major brands at up to 50% off. See swim spas in action offering exercise, therapy, and fun all year long. Over 30 spas will be on display and immediate delivery is available. Show admission and parking are free. That's the Hot Tub and Swim Spa Blowout Expo this weekend at the Garrison Expo Center at Clemson University. Visit hottubshow.com. That's hottubshow.com. Drake Auto Sales, where you can find a quality used vehicle that will keep you on the road. Home of the free, free six months or 6,000 miles powertrain warranty, 